Hey folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rana McBerto is your host. Thank you so kindly for being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. In the- This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The house with us this afternoon thus far is, on the bottom of the list, Eric Hayes from Kingwood, Texas. Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. Bruce Pollard from Kingwood, Texas. E2247 from I don't remember where. Yvette Avery Herod from Atlanta, Georgia. Bridge MCP from upstate New York. AVQ from Brooklyn, New York. And did I miss anybody? Did I miss anybody? Not yet. But folks, welcome to Politics Done Right. Welcome to Politics Done Right. If you are on YouTube, please start by giving us that thumbs up. Let's go with that thumbs up early and checking in. A little bit after the initial crowd, we've got the brother, Paul Fleming Sr. How are you doing, Paul? Great to have you here. Great to have everybody here. We are going to have a great show for you today. Anyhow, folks, how have you Another day, another two mass shootings. We just had one in Las Vegas. We had one in Texas throughout Bear County. Bear is spelled B-E-X-A-R. And I think it probably ended up in Travis County for in Austin, Austin area. But it's an interesting spelling. Bear County is really a um, uh, spell. Bexar County. B-E-X-A-R. B-E-X-A-R. Anyway, folks, how are you doing this afternoon? If you're just getting on to YouTube, please give us that thumbs up. If you're just getting on to Facebook, please give us that like. If you're on to Twitch, do whatever you need to do. But let's get busy. E2247 is in the house as well. All right, let's see what our peeps are saying here. Let's see what our peeps are saying here. Not a lot of words to start with today. I'm I'm surprised nobody has a prose for me to say yet. But Bruce Pollard said, let's ride out of here at a place of peace and tranquility. How about of one minute focus on now? One minute focus on now. We're focusing on now. How do we make life better for all? Yes, let's focus. Focus, focus. Anyhow, uh, welcome board, brother Bruce. Eric says, should this be condemned? Houston rapper Slim Thug recently shared a controversial remark on Instagram that doesn't like Jewish people own black music. Okay. Uh, You want me to condemn that a rapper said something? Okay, I condemn that a rapper says something racist. All right, have done it. Not only did I do it, I meant it. Okay. Now, please tell me now what has what did I just accomplish? I condemn, you know, I condemn it. That's not what I really want to see happen. I want to see people's hearts changed. I want to see people's minds changed. I want to see real change. I want to see systemic change, including in the industry where we have rappers that can go out and say whatever they like. And the industry, the private sector, supports it perfectly that you can go and say whatever misogynistic thing you want, racist thing you want, all these things you can say in all these songs. And because it's making a few people a dollar, it's okay. 
but we can't teach the truth in schools. So yes, I, me condemning the music doesn't do a damn thing. But let me tell you what could make a, perp, a, a, make a difference. If I start telling folks, boycotts, boycott institutions that harm, I repeat, boycott institutions that harm, okay? That's what I am talking about. De eso es lo que estoy hablando. All right. Okay. So who else is in the house? Let's see if we got any new people. Melissa Bowie is in the house. How are you doing, Melissa? Welcome aboard. Bowie says, Bowie in the house. Watch a noya go, Barton. Watch a mouth. I didn't read it right, but I got it right this time. I got it right this time. Okay. Let's see what else we get. Let's see what else we get. Let's see what else we get. Uh, Michael Rodney says, I think of rappers say controversial stuff just for the negative press. Kanye built his business on that. Yeah. And we allowed them to do that, right? Okay. We also have this that says, um, Eric also says, the reason why we need choice, school choice, more than 100 of Houston independent school districts, 274 campuses, would receive an FRD rating in 2023 academic school year, according to state-appointed Superintendent Mike Miles, who announces findings, citing data from the Texas Education Agency. Yeah, I got it. Those are terrible numbers. But please tell me how having school choice is going to solve the problem. A public, health, a public school system is designed to have everybody educated. Not, and, and this is how a capitalist system F up people's minds. I want you to see this. I, and I, I use that word. I, I didn't say it, but I used it because it, it, it irks me. I earlier on, on my KPFT show, I spoke about Tyler Perry. But I want to show you guys how, how uh, capitalism makes you think deficiently. Here is what people are saying. Check this out. I want everybody to listen. Oh, there are a lot of bad schools in these public school systems, right? So what are we going to do with all these bad schools? We're going to give the parents choice. And the choice is, parents, because if your kid go to a bad school, we will give you the choice of going to another school, including a, including a charter school, which you pay for. And what Texas was trying to do is give every parent that want to move their kids into a private school $8,000 per kid. Of course, that can't pay for the private school. So the only people who are going to get to take advantage and get a tax break are the rich people who put their kids in private school. They get some of that money back. But so we're talking about, okay, for these private schools now, we you got the choice to go somewhere else. But if you ain't got the money, choice doesn't mean anything. That's what I try to teach people about uh, when people talk about capitalism is freedom. Capitalism and freedom are mutually exclusive. If you think competition means freedom, then you don't understand freedom. One of the reasons that I want the oil companies nationalized why I want the electric grid nationalized, why I want healthcare nationalized, and why I want certain other aspects of our economy nationalized is because that is where we get freedom, because everyone has equal access to that. Then if you want a pizza, you can go to a you can you can have a choice in pizza or not have pizza at all. That belongs in the 
in, in the capitalist market, if you will. But for things that you must have, uh, we must have two things to mitigate all of that. Basic income as to make the economy continue to function, as well as the nationalization of these particular entities. That is where you have a perfectly bifurcated economy that works. Okay. Now, when it comes to schools, let's get into that, Hayes. I, and, and, and thank you, Hayes, for bringing this up because this is a conversation that must be had. When it comes to schools, schools are nationalized. That's how people look at it. But here's what's not nationalized. What's not nationalized is the parents of the kids not, not living in a domain that gives them the ability to be nurturer of their kids. And generation after generation, it gets progressively worse. When I was at home, my mother stayed home while we were in elementary school, etc. And she nurtured us. She made sure that we got things right. She made sure that we did our homework, all that sort of thing. We were nurtured. We weren't latchkey kids. We didn't have to get into trouble because there was nothing to do. We made enough uh, so that one parent could do what they needed to do. Now we're asking parents to somehow work 60 hours a week so that they can pay the bills that they have and at the same time be able to do homework with kids and at the same time be able to care, uh, be able to figure out if their kid's school is doing right. Parents can barely make it to the school PTA meeting or any of these things, right? And then we ask why the schools fail. The schools fail because the parents fail. Why the parents fail? Because the capitalist system has failed the parents generation after generation after generation. That's why in, 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 in more affluent areas, the high school systems are great, right? It's amazing. You go to, you go to certain parts of Houston, great school systems in the same Houston Independent School District. They all get the same amount of money per kid, but the parent involved. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. All of that's different. We have, to, we have to solve problems. We don't have to throw out rhetoric. Solve problems, not point out rhetoric. All right, let's continue talking. Paul says, it's an open admission in front of cameras said out loud to the nation that House Republicans, a senior House Republican, is actively running cover for crim criminal insurrection. It says Chris Hayes on Mike Johnson vowing, vowing to blur the January 6th footage. Protect right. It's amazing, right? Fleming, who would have thunk it? The law and order, the law and order party wants to protect, they want to release all the videos so that people can doctor the videos, right? But at the same time, they want to protect the faces so that faces that the FBI haven't yet picked up, other people would see them, turn them in, and they'll go to trial because there are thousands of them that belong in jail. And the FBI doesn't have the picture of them all, right? So it's amazing how these crooks 
want to continue the crookery. Okay, Michael Rudden says, Tyler Perry. The Boondocks did a whole spoof episode on him. Curious how many of you watched it so long ago. Pause. Uh, you know, what are you talking about? Uh, the Boondocks did a full of... Why don't you send me that link? I'll be interested in seeing that link, um, uh, Rudden. I have some issues with, with Brother Perry. In fact, I did a... Uh, you remember, guys, in 2019, I did a piece on him. I had one of my uh, activist journalist friends out there. She was outside of his studio where they have it all gated. It's in a gated community in the middle of the ghetto. And then we went inside and outside to show you how, well, you guys get it. Read my, uh, I'm going to write my, my little thing a little later. Okay, anyhow, let's see what else we got here. Uh, parvet, parvet, parvet. E2247, 260 Palestinians have been killed and 3,200 wounded in the West Bank on since October 7th. That's a lot. And we're not talking about Gaza. We're talking West Bank. Amazing. Uh, Paul Fleming says, President Biden on allegations he interacted with his family business associates. I did not. And that's just a bunch of lies. Oh, whether any other Democrat could beat Donald Trump in 2014, probably 50 of them. I'm not the only one who could beat him, but I will defeat him. Okay. Right now you wouldn't though, brother Biden, because we haven't done the job to really inform people. Uh, okay. Uh, Harat, some message from Harat says, Iran managed to draw the United States into an indirect conflict without paying a price for it. I know. I know, right? Okay, let's see what else we got here. Eric Claiborne, welcome to Politics Done Right. He says, Trump 2024, America first. Well, you keep coming to our program, brother, brother Eric. Eric Claiborne, you may, you will, I'm pretty sure you will get educated from our great audience and followers, okay? Just make sure to keep informed with our people. I think you will like them all, okay? And in fact, I'm pretty sure you will like them all. All right, continuing with the program. Let's see. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's see what else. Oh, thank you. I saw the link that you sent me, um, Michael Rodden. I look at it after the program. Thank you so kindly. All right, continuing the program, we have... Breach says, you did him the other day, didn't you, Egberto? Or was that another guy? No, that was another guy. Tyler Perry, I, I just did on, on KPFT this morning, remember? Didn't I see you? Uh, did, did you come to the show this morning, I thought? I may have seen it in a glance, but I was so into the element and all those calls that came in, you know. All right, Paul Fleming says, nearly one million unionized workers, one double-digit pay hikes in the last year. Deals won by the UAW, UPS, and Teamsters, Kaiser Permanente workers, Hollywood writers and actors, hospitality workers, and so many more unions are the strongest they've been in decades, and it's glorious. Yes, but we better heed the warning coming from Yvette Avery Herod, who said the UPS, while the UPS deal was a good deal, she had to vote it down because it came up short and she wanted to do a little bit more negotiating. I hear you, girl. And you know, if, if you say it when it comes to unions, for me, that's law enough. All right. Uh, Bruce says, hot show this morning. Yes, it was, Bruce. Yes, it was. Enjoyed it. I mean, and, and the calls were amazing. Uh, we have great callers. Michael says, the Boondocks is one of my favorite series of all times. Egberta, if you have some time free, I'd be a top recommendation to binge watch the whole thing. Okay, brother. If coming from you, that means a lot. Okay. 
let's go ahead and get started with our first video. The first video is about Trump. You know, you know, uh, you don't you know, when you have an ad that you have to put out there and says Trump is going to be a dictator. All the other people can say, "Ah, nah, you just talking crap. You don't know what you're saying. Why don't you get a life? But when you have Trump saying, shut up, Sean Hannity. Don't try to tell me I'm not going to be a Trump, when, a, a dictator when I come into power. Yes, guys, I'm going to be a dictator when I come into power on day one. Check it out. And then we'll take it on the other side. Because I, I had to say, it's either Trump is the dumbest person on the planet or a marketing genius. And I don't think he's either. Right. But I, I hope the Democrats use this one correctly. Check it out. Whenever progressives are out there talking about Donald Trump or even the media <clears throat> stating that if he's elected again, he'll attempt to become a dictator. Now, I want to be <clears throat> I want to be frank here. Donald Trump can say that he wants to be a dictator as much as he wants to. But to be a dictator in America, you need help. You need help of all your staff. You need help in Congress. You need help in the Senate. Well, it all depends on how the election goes, whether he will have that help, right? Whether you have that help in such a manner that also the military will conform to him. I'm not sure about that, but I do know that because most people follow the rules, there's a good possibility that when he gives executive orders, they will be executed, especially if all he brings are his yes men. So the question is, does he want to be a dictator? And it's clear he came right out and said it, even as Sean Hannity made every attempt to clean it up. He said, "Nah, I'm not listening to you, Sean. No, I'm going to be dictator on day one. Check this out. And then we'll take it on the other side. Former President Trump is also not denying he would rule as a dictator. This is in a Fox News interview with Sean Hannity last night. Let's watch. The media has been focused on this and attacking you under no circumstances. You are promising America tonight. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Except what? He's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning? I want to close the border and I want to drill, drill, drill. That's not not retribution. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, you know, he keeps, (laughs) we love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. So we shouldn't call that a news interview. That was basically an ally, a MAGA ally, and sometimes surrogate, uh, Sean Hannity, uh, trying to help Donald Trump out by getting him off of the dictator meme that Liz Cheney had you know, just said in recent days as her book has come out, Phil. And Donald Trump wasn't having anything of it. Donald Trump, again, that is what he believes. Look at the autocrats that he revere. Uh, uh, he, the, the president of China, uh, the president of Turkey, the president of Hungary, uh, he even spoke about uh, at, at one time Saddam Hussein. I mean, he really likes guys that really control it all. Erdogan, I think Erdogan, I mean, Erdogan, check out the people that he reveres. And once you check that out, 
you see exactly who he wants to be. You look at the folks that surround him, Cash Patel and all these other guys that really want to show their machismo and running stuff. That is the guys that he plans to bring into the fold. So is Donald Trump, does Donald Trump want to be a dictator? Well, listen to his words. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, no, no. Other than day one. Yes, Donald Trump does want to be a dictator. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead. Number one, subscribe to our channel. And number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us, please join. Absolutely. So, folks, anyhow, anyhow, anyhow. So any questions, folks? Any questions? Does Donald Trump want to be a dictator? I think he said so himself on day one. Out of his own mouth. Paul Fleming says, while it's a good thing that Senator Tuberville is finally dropping his blockade on the military promotions, we cannot forget he's still holding up the leaders of Cybercom on the on the Pacific Air Command. We can't leave those 11 important positions unconfirmed, and I'm working to get it done. And there's another thing that we got to remember. Also, there's no back pay for all those guys that got promoted several months ago. Shame, shame. Shame. Bridge MCP says Trump for one day, ha ha ha, can do a lot in one day. Of course. But I mean, he can declare himself dictator on day one and use day one to make himself a permanent dictator, right? Let's be clear here. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't even trying to distinguish that he said on day one, I'll be a dictator and then day two, I won't be. Well, you've laid the foundation on day one. That's what you've done. All right, Bruce has a Houston Chronicle article that says Houston ISD campus rating. Thank you for that, Bruce. Michael Rodin says Trump can't help but telegraph his moves. Trump always says the quiet part out a lot. But what is scary is you listen to those people when he says he wants to be, a, he will be a dictator, that he wants to be. When he says he will be a dictator, the funny part about it is how these people reacted. It was like, yay, we got our own dictator. Wow. I would have never thought I would live to see the day that I come to the United States, become a United States citizen and have the, the, the citizens of the United States actually rejoice, rejoice, rejoice on saying, yes, this guy that comes in and says he wants to be a dictator, he will be. He, we, we accept it and we say, claro que sí, quiero que tú seas dictador. Claro, eso es lo que quiero. It's crazy. Sometimes I sit back and wonder, am I in the country that I, that I immigrated to, immigrated to? Am I in that country? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right, uh, Bruce, uh, that, is that the show with the black log man uh, that, that I think Ashley was trying to tell me about? Uh, the first black guy in the sheriff, uh, in the sheriff back in the 1800 something, I believe. Let me know if that's what I'm talking. That's what you're talking about. Uh, Paul Fleming says the NFL encouraged players to take a knee before every single game out of respect to Israel and show their support while having black ball and ruin Colin Kaepernick 
career back in 2016 for taking a knee in order to short solidarity with African-Americans and bring awareness of police brutality in the USA. It's just wild and disgusting to me. So it's disrespectful to stand against police brutality, but they no, but hey, no supporting genocide is where it's all at. Huh? I am glad you pointed that out. I hadn't heard about that, Paul Fleming. My people have all this stuff to teach me, to tell me, of course. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, scrolling down. Oh, well, folks, Limerick time, Limerick time, Tom Sornick with the first Limerick of the afternoon goes as follows. Oath and Honor is the title of Liz Cheney's book about a would-be dictator, a conman, and a crook. Not a work of fiction, but a grim prediction. Knew about a frightful future we can't afford to overlook. Oh, oh my God, another good one, Tom Zarnick. I mean, you just pop them out like, like a chicken pops out eggs. One, one a day, two a day? I don't know. All right. Alistair Waters said, he says on one day, what's to stop him from extending it? Thank you. Eric Hayes says, let's be clear. Waters, down your message. Huh? Don't know what that means, but Bridge MCP, let's see what else we got here from more people, from more people, from more people, from more people. Liz Cheney snapped at Jim Jordan during January 6th right for promoting it. Yeah, I saw that months ago, months ago. All right, Bass Reeves, let's see what else we have. Alistair says, Houston City Council holds the water props to review. And Houston City Council, let's see what else we've got. Colin Carpenter is rich. So what? All right. And then Alistair Waters says, stalling what mayor wants to help the city. Okay. All right. Let's uh, have the, we got another video. And this one is, and I think, I think I'm going to do the video before I do the oil story or even talk about Tyler Perry. So let's go ahead and do the video on, on uh, Ryan Grimm, embarrassing Ted Cruz. I think you guys are going to love this one. I'm trying to set up an interview with Ryan Grimm right now. I just sent him a text a few hours ago, and I haven't gotten a response yet, but I'm going to try to get him on an interview. But check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. You know what's very important? What's important is that we have real journalists that are not skewed or colored by others, by super PACs that are not colored by those people who they think they owe something to, etc. It was great. It was wonderful watching Ryan Grimm, the uh, Intercept DC Bureau chief, and how he handled uh, one of America's largest blowhards, Ted Cruz. You know, of course, the big issue right now is Israel, Hamas, the, the, the genocide that's occurring in Gaza right now, etc. And it was interesting because Ted Cruz is trying to come out and attack the squad, attack those people who are trying to simply look for the humanity in this whole in this whole war, trying to ask Israel ceasefire. Let's go ahead and this needs to be negotiated down. As Obama would say, there, there, there's blood on everybody's hands. Let's calm it. Let's stop the killing. Let's stop the destruction of people's homelands, etc. Well, of course, 
you know, I guess Ted Cruz thought when he was being interviewed by Ryan Grimm, somehow he forgot that this isn't just standard mainstream media that allows you to say at will, don't interrupt you as you are making a horrendously bad point uh, to make sure context is maintained. Well, you know what? He got caught. He was up against Rand Grimm. Watch what Rand Grimm did and how he did it. Uh, and in the process of doing it, well, let me let you listen to it and it will take it on the other side. Here is part of his exchange with journalist Ryan Grimm. Members of the squad have tweeted out from the river to the sea. But the answer, I'd allow him to say it, but I wouldn't sit there quietly. I'd point out that you are calling for once again the extermination of millions of Jews. As I'm sure you know, though, in Likud's platform, it says, you know, from the river to the sea, there will only be Israeli sovereignty. You know, are they suggesting genocide of all Palestinians? Of course not. Exactly. So if they're if they're not, why is the other suggesting genocide? Be- because that's what Hamas supports. We've had uh, Defense Minister uh, Gallant. We will eliminate everything. An IDF spokesperson. Our focus is on damage, not on precision. Another former Knesset member. There is one and only solution, which is to completely destroy Gaza before invading it. I mean destruction like what happened in Dresden and Hiroshima without nuclear weapons. Would you join us in condemning that as well? So I I condemn nothing that the Israeli government is doing. I I stand with the people of Israel. Ryan Grimm is now out front. He's the Washington bureau chief for The Intercept. He's also the author of The Squad, AOC and the Hope of a Political Revolution, a new book which is out today. And Ryan, I want to ask you about uh, something crucial that you say in there. But first, um, that interview with Senator Cruz, um, and, and I hope people will watch the whole thing. It's a really fascinating exchange. At the end, you heard his uh, unequivocal support there, right, that he refused to condemn any actions of Israel uh, or, or the rhetoric that you that you quoted. Um, talk to me about that moment. What did that say to you when you were sitting there having that exchange with him? I, I thought at least he would condemn some of the things that the Israeli government had already condemned. Like you don't have to get in front of them. Like for, for instance, the minister who floated the idea of nuking Gaza, uh, was, was roundly like rebuked by other members of the Netanyahu cabinet. So it was striking to me that Cruz couldn't even go as far as members of the very far right Netanyahu cabinet. I was just trying to, in that interview, find some com- common moral plane because you know, anytime you have anybody on uh, who's remotely critical of Israel, the interview starts with, you know, will you condemn what Hamas did on October 7th? Today is December 5th. We're still having news cycles organized around that question from two months ago. So then it follows that, well, let's also get on the same moral level and condemn the kind of collective punishment of Palestinians as well. And then we can talk about a way forward. But he wouldn't go there. And that was kind of, uh, once he didn't, you're like, okay, well, I've got, if you condemn nothing, then there's nothing I can tell you that's going to I mean, it- Now, here's what's important. Notice when Rand Grimm said, hey, remember that the Likud party's platform says from the river to the sea, all of Israel. And, and then he pointedly asked the question to uh, Ted Cruz, does that mean that that's what the Likud party want to do? Genocide on the, 
on the Palestinians? Oh, no, no, that's not what they want to do because, you know, uh, Ted Cruz knew that same statement is found inside of the, uh, the Likud's pl- platform. But that's not where Ryan Grimm ended it. He did a very smart thing. He then started to itemize genocidal behaviors that right-wing Israeli politicians said they were for or wanted to do. Nukin, uh, nukin Gaza, not worrying about civilian casualties, just blowing everything up. And statement after statement, we've gone through many of those here at Politics Done Right. So what Ryan Grimm showed Ted Cruz was these are all the things that the right wing has a uh, right wing Israelis has said they do. How d- d- isn't that genocide? Or isn't that something that you must condemn given that you want to condemn any progressive or one of the squads who make that statement about, um, uh, you know, about river to it's river to the sea or whatsoever. And Ted Cruz without thinking twice, he had a slight pause. And what was his answer? I support absolutely everything Israel does. End of discussion. You made your point at that point. You understand where he stood. He didn't stand with humanity. He didn't stand with with decency. He didn't stand with morality. He stood with whatever Netanyahu does, it's okay with me no matter what he does, that should send shivers through the rest of the world. That should send shivers through the rest of the world. Absolutely so. Anyway, folks, what are your thoughts? Anybody want to give me a call? 281-823-7747. Love to hear your voice. 281-823-7747. So please give me a call if you want to talk about this. I want to get more calls like I get in the mornings. I don't have the ability to control many of them at the same time yet, or rather I don't really know how to do it yet. And I haven't had the time to sit down and figure out how to do it yet. But call one at a time if you want to say your piece on air. Well, going back to the chat, going back to the chat. Is it to embarrass Cruz? He's an idiot is what Bridge MCP says. Yep, but let me let me let me tell you it it is it is uh it is amazingly crazy. It's amazingly crazy. Let me answer my der- friend here, good director here. There we go. Uh anyway, let's see. Colin is no victim according to Eric Hayes. I don't think Colin is not he doesn't consider himself a victim, but he was in fact aggrieved. Okay, let's get that straight. All right, the squad is new blood, which we need. Yeah, and you know, I'm going to be at 4.30 this afternoon. I'm going to be on WBAI in New York, I believe. Is it WBAI in New York? Yeah, I'll be on the, the WBAI in New York with uh, on one of the programs there to talk about the article that I wrote on just that. I'm glad that you mentioned that, Bridge. Let me pull that up real quick. Um, because I got a call and he said, Egberto, I need you to be on my show today. I'm like, okay. He said, you sent out an article today titled APEX Anti-Democratic Attack on Jamal Bowman and the Squad for a Humane Ceasefire Advocacy is Shameful. 
So he's from New York, and I'll be on the radio station there in New York in about, oh, less than an hour. I'll be on there. And the interesting thing about it is, I don't know if I'm going to be, I don't know what position they're going to take, whether they like the article or don't like the article. Whatever the case is, I'm prepared. But if you guys want to see which article I'm talking about, it is this article on the screen. Please, please take a look at it. Read that article. Share that article. The title of the article is, and I'm putting it in the chat right now. Title of the article is APAC's Anti-Democratic Attack on Jamal Bauman and the Squad for, um, uh, for a Humane Ceasefire Advocacy is Shameful. And that this goes into what... Um, into oh yeah that's right Rudnin so you should be able to hear me I think it's WBAI uh, in New York so you'll be able to hear me at 4:30 on on that uh, station okay let's see I don't know what the call numbers are but you 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 know what it is evidently all right let's see what else we got here what else we got here what else we got here um I want to talk a little bit deeper about what Bridge has to say when she said we need the youth most of the young people. They're not anti-Israel. They are pro-wanting a humane solution. They want to make sure it's going to be at 5.30 your time, Michael Rudden. 5.30 your time, I should be on air out there. Um, so uh, I think it's 5.30. Well, they told me they're going to send me the link at 5.30. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be soon after that. Um, now it turns out that APAC, that's, I don't remember what it stands for. Let me look that up for you guys, because I like to be complete. APAC stands for the American Israeli Public Affairs Committee. They're a lobbying group for Israel. Okay. And they're very, very strong. Most, most of the politicians fear them. So if they tell a politician to jump, the politician says, how high? Now, the truth of the matter is, why can they do that? Because they have a lot of money to spend on trying to primary these folks. We have to put a stop to that. They've tried it before and we've won. The, the squad, have they have tried to overtake the squad many a times before, and the squad normally wins. This time it's going to be difficult. They're going to be throwing 110, 100 million dollars to get rid of AOC, Ilan Omar, Jamal Bowman, uh, Rashida Talib, Il, uh, as well as um, as as well as Ayanna Presley, uh, Summer Lee uh, from Pennsylvania, which is you know uh, Summer Lee is a wonderful congresswoman that just came out, uh, and 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 Bush, uh, Gary not Gary Bush, uh, Cory Bush. Those are the people that currently make up the squad. They're trying to primary all of them, and, and they're doing it in a very interesting way. When they came out and said they were going to primary, that they were going to kick out all these squads, all the people that they went against were people of color. Interestingly, the people that they, the stooges that they got to run at these people, with, against these people, well, the one that's going against Bauman, if I'm not if I remember correctly, is a, is a is a black guy, and the one against Cory Bush, I think it's also a black guy. I don't know what they have for Rashida Talib. I think they were offering somebody twenty million dollars 
to run against Rashida Talib. This is uh, this is a foreign in, uh, a company that is attempting to buy our elections. All right, let me continue with what people are saying. Paul Fleming says, if I miss something that you said, just tell me to read it again or put it in the bottom of the chat and I'll get to it because the chat keeps going. Paul Fleming says the U.S. says it would object to a buffer zone inside the Gaza Strip, something Reuters has reported Israel wants to establish as it would violate Washington's position that the size of the Palestinian enclave must not be reduced after the current conflict. If, if they want a buffer, they can get a buffer. Just put the buffer in Israel. That's all. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Egberto, no, I checked my radio. That station has no reception here. Uh, if it, what's the what's the Pacifica station in New York? I thought it was WBAI, or is WBAI the one in 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 DC? I'll be on the one in New York. It's probably not WBAI. Uh, I, I'll tell you what it is shortly. Uh, Pacifica station. Uh, I, 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 look, I'm on the board. I control all five stations, or one of the people on all, all five stations, and I can't remember where which station is where. Okay, let's see. I think it is. Yeah, New York is WBA 99.5. You should be able to get that station. The top, uh, we actually have our antennas, I believe, on the Empire State Building. It cost us an arm and a leg to put it there. Well, that the station, not me, the station, right? All right, let's see what else we got here. Mike Cisak, uh says, why is Hamas and other groups continuing to violate the ceasefire? Um, okay, you can, you can make believe that that's what's occurring. First of all, Hamas is not a state, so... We, but I won't go there with you. Melissa Bowie says, Eric, like they did for the crayons. Yeah, sure. Uh, don't mess with Miss Bowie. She'll get you. Vreed says, how do you think it would be if some helicopter just flew into the United States and took people? Insane. Won't happen. You know, that's what they did in Panama, though. You see, we think we can do things like that, but we can't. Nobody can do that here. Nobody can do that here. All right. Let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. Uh, let's see. Mike Cisak says, I won't read that one. All right. Uh, Michael Rodney says, free speech radio, 99.5 radio in New York City, progressive and independent arts radio. Egberto, my little alarm radio has no reception for that station. I find that strange, my brother. I find that strange. But you know what, Rednin? You can actually go to the WAI website because we also stream it. So not to worry about it. We also stream it. So you can go to, I think it's WBAI.org. All right. Um, all right. Give me a call, guys. 281-823-7747. I'm going to go to the next subject otherwise. 281-823-7747. And what's that last subject that I want to talk about? The title of that subject is Republicans. Uh, I'll, I'll look to see if I can find you the live stream. Uh, I'm pretty sure we have one for every station. Um, Republicans advance Bobert plan forcing taxpayers to foot bill for big oils mess. So it's not enough that they destroy the atmosphere as they drill. And unleash the one of the most greenhouse gases out there, which is methane. It's not enough that they made sure that we continued burning fossil fuel by hiding the reality of what burning fossil fuels does to the 
to the environment, to the atmosphere, it's not enough. But as they pollute, and let me let me give a little in a little bit of knowledge here in how we drill wells, okay? When you're drilling a well, there are many ways to do it. There are some ways that that do things correctly and some ways that do things incorrectly. If you drill a well, you go through several layers of earth, several layers, several different structures. And the way it happens is you may have your top soil. Under your top soil, you have what's generally known as the, you know, where you have your water table. In other words, the water resides in and in, in meshed in the dirt, right? But there's a water table there. And below the water table, there are rocks and that sort of thing. And below that, you normally find your, your substructures where there are hydrocarbons in different forms, whether it's in pasty form like a, like a grease, uh, you know, uh, very, very thick oil. You could also have it in good light crude. You could have it in, as gas, etc. So the way to drill a proper well is if you're going down to that well, as you're going down in that well, you want to put casings with cement that fuses that casing against the earth so that all the layers remain intact. Now, if you start producing oil, right, in, that, in what they call an open hole well, if you start producing oil, and, and, and the oil is, of course, below the water table most of the times, right? The oil is below the water table, and you start to bring that oil up. As the oil comes up, it pollutes the – and by the way, I know this stuff because I, I wrote some software that had to blow holes in the casing at the level where the oil was. You know, So you have uh, soil, water level, whatever, oil, and we find where the hydrocarbons are using some nutrient capture, and then we blow the holes uh, where the where the oil is, it goes into the casing, and then it goes up into that pipe. It bypasses the water layer where it won't be able to pollute the water and go out. Now, what happens a lot of times is, first of all, the people who build these wells, they do shoddy jobs. And and how do we know they do shoddy jobs? You know, in certain parts of Pennsylvania, people will turn on their the water from their wells and gas comes out. They can light the water. That is what happens, right? Whenever your substrate, the water table, gets polluted from the extraction of gas, whether it be fracking or some other system being used, whenever you break that layer that connects the that connects the uh, that surface to the gas or whatever, it pollutes the water table. It happened in Pennsylvania. It happens all over. Because of lousy, um, lousy, manu- you know, people just wanting to get the oil out of there, get the gas out of there. And that by, by the, when that well is done, they're out of there. When they're out of there, they leave a mess. The owner of the land, many times it's private land. The owner of the land is left to, to, to do all the, you know, le- left with the mess. Uh, there were a f- couple of movies made ab- on this. I spoke to an oil executive one time and he said, you know, Egberto, we really want those guys out of business. The little wildcatters, they want them out of business. The big companies say they want them out of business because they give us a bad name. They give Exxon and Texaco and Shell and Conoco, BP, a bad name because they do shoddy work. Of course, those companies, I don't know how much better 
their work is. So now, all those wildcatters and probably these other oil companies, they've left a mess all over the country. Whenever you are flying over the West, look down, and many times in the desert, it's probably in Pennsylvania and other places, but it is very visible from the sky. You see things that look like roads going to a, a central point. It looks like, uh, uh, like spider webs. All of those are wells. They are wells that have been drilled. Many of those wells are leaking. Many of those wells have polluted the groundwater based on how they do things. Now, here's what Bobert wants. Uh, uh, Republicans advance Bobert's plan forcing taxpayers to foot the bill for big oil's mess. The oil and gas industry could stick taxpayers with a massive bill between $2.9 billion and $17.7 billion, warrants public citizens Alan Zeibel. Fossil fuel industry funded Republicans on U.S. House Natural Resources Committee voted Wednesday to advance Representative Lauren Bobeer's bill that would saddle taxpayers with the massive cost of cleaning up oil and gas wells on federal lands. Sorry, private landowners, if they left you with a mess, you're, going, you're on your own. You'll have to sue them yourself. But if you're on private land, we, the taxpayer, are going to pay for it all. You know what I think? If the taxpayers have to pay for it on federal lands and they give them a break, you should sue the United States government and say, hey, you guys got to clean it up on my land too. Same company. Anyway, uh, the Colorado uh, corporations awarded a lease to drill on federal land must post a bond. If the leasing corporations abandon an exploration site, goes bankrupt, or fails to plug a well securely, the posted bond covers the cost of doing so. Public citizens explained this week in a statement to post in the proposal. The Republican Restoring America Energy Dominance Act would block a proposed rule from the Bureau of Land Management revising federal regulations to update the fees, rents, royalties, and bonding requirements, requirements related to oil and gas leasing, development, and production in line with the Inflation Reduction Act signed by President Biden. Based on BLM review, the cost to plug orphan wells, the rule strongly opposed by polluting oil and gas companies, would raise the minimum lease bond amount to $150,000 and the minimum state bond to $500,000. It would also end the use of nationwide bonds. Without, using, without these crucial protections, the oil and gas industry could stick taxpayers with a massive bill of between $2.9 billion and $17.7 billion. Warned a report published Tuesday in anticipation of the House committee vote. We already allow far too much climate-destroying fossil fuel drilling on public lands in western states, I will add it in the statement Wednesday. The least we can do is ensure taxpayers don't get stuck subsidizing the fossil fuel industry one more time. Even as fossil fuel production soars to record levels, and for those who talk about uh, Biden is messing with drilling, we should progressive should be the ones fighting Biden because there has never been more gas and, and oil produced in America than now. We're producing more than Russia. We're produ producing more than Saudi Arabia. OK, so let's continue. We already allow far too much climate destroying fossil fuel drilling on public lands in Western states. 
Even as fossil fuel production soars to record levels, he said Republicans are doing the bidding of fossil fuel lobbyists by trying to block modest, sensible re- uh, efforts to reduce blatant, long-standing giveaways in the system. You know, when they talk about giveaways in the system, right? These guys go on public land to drill for oil. They, they, they take all the profits out of the oil and th- they pay a small lease. And above and beyond that lease, what's so sad is they also get something called a depletion allowance. And I think they're still given that. In other words, as, as we are emptying the oil reservoirs in the ground, we can actually depreciate that. Depreciate that. Okay? Depreciate that. Folks, it's sad. All right. Uh, thanks to the panel party line vote, H.R. 6009 now moves to the House floor. It faces far better odds of passing the GOP-controlled lower chamber than the divided Senate. But even the bill got through Congress, Biden would ve- could veto it, and he probably wouldn't. While Biden, who is seeking re-election next year, campaign on being a climate president, he has come under fire from campaigners and front-like communities for continuing fossil fuel leases on public lands and waters, greenlighting the Willow Oil Project and Mountain Valley Pipeline, and blowing off COP28, the ongoing United Nations uh, Climate Summit talking, taking place in Dubai. So, folks... Oh, that's where we're at. That is where we're at. What did I miss? Did I miss anything from anybody here that I need to read? Case anyone's wondering why? Here we go again. Human Rights 2009, Rain and Fire, Israel's unlawful use of white phosphorus in Gaza. That was in 2009. They did it in 2013 and they do it again now. I think there are good reports on that. Uh, Paul Fleming says, let Trump become a dictator. Comment last night serve as a reminder that the 2024 election is not simple. Democrats versus Republicans or left versus right. We've been pulled into a struggle between democracy and fascism, between freedom and strongman tyranny. You're absolutely right, my dear brother. Uh, what else have we got here that I need to read? Uh, let's see. I'm scrolling down, guys, because we, we're coming near the end of the show. Uh, let's see. FBI Director Christopher Ray said Tuesday he has never seen a time during uh, his decades-long career when so many threats against the U.S. were all elevated as they are now. Warning senators, he sees blinking lights everywhere. Ray also said that the Bureau is working around the clock to identify disrupt potential attacks by individuals inspired by Hamas attacks on October 7. Like I said, the blowback is coming. I hope I am not on that blowback plane. I hope I'm not on that blowback train. I hope I'm not on that blowback cruise ship. I hope I'm not on that blowback water supply. I'm telling you people, when there's asymmetric warfare, warfare is asymmetric. And what that means is if I don't get you on the battlefield, I'm going to get you elsewhere. The best thing we can all do is try to come to a consensus and come to agreements, ceasefire. That's the only thing that's going to stop blowback. Uh, Melissa Bowie says, guys, no one watching can't say you can't do something about this. Get the number. Thank your community. I love you. Uh, no, uh, let's see. What is that about, uh, Melissa? Guys, no one watching can't say you can't do something about this. Get the number. What are we talking about, Melissa? Kind of score me up on what we're talking about. Score me up on what we're talking about, Melissa. I'm not sure what we're talking about. Uh, Let's see if I can screw that. All right. 
All right. Bruce says they couldn't use white phosphorus if we didn't make it. There you go. That's correct. Bree says, Egberto Willis post when you are on the radio, not sure of the time. It's at 4.30. I will, I will do it as soon as I get the actual information about the radio in New York. Okay, I promise to do that. Uh, let's see. All right, he just sent me the run of the show with the Zoom link. Okay, uh, so uh, he just sent it to me. He just sent me an email saying, so what I'll do is I'll, I'll post something about it. I'll put it on Twitter and my Facebook link. Uh, the show that I'm doing in New York, and I'll try to tape it as well, uh, my friends. Anyway, we're coming end of the show. One minute left to go. I want to ask everybody to support the show. How do you support the show? Please go to politicsandright.com slash support. Politicsandright.com slash support. How do you get there? I'm putting the link in the in the feed, but you can also, if you're just listening, politicsandright.com slash support. It, that gives you all the different ways in which you can support our program. Alternatively, I ask you, or I ask all of you that can, subscribe to our newsletter, politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. Again, that is politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. Become a paid subscriber and you can read all the books that I've written on that subchat. But better, but better. Every subsequent book that I write will also be will also be on that. Melissa says I'm talking about all the messages given by 2247. I got you, Melissa. All right, folks, I got to get out of here. I got to go prepare for that other uh, about that other um, show that I'm going to be on in a few minutes. So I want to first thank you all for being here. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. Please do remember to share. This is how we get the job done. Uh, thank you so kindly. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know exactly how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.